Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone. This is Billy Jones, the creator of Everyday Folks Radio, and today is Thursday, December 12, 2019. Thank you for tuning in to our first ever primetime show. And tonight's show is very special, not only because of the fact it's our first show, but even more so because we're interviewing one of our prized possessions of the Everyday Folks family. If at any time you'd like to talk to me or our soon-to-be-announced esteemed guest, you may call me at 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and would prefer to just inbox me with your questions, comments, or requests, please do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that's everyday. Folks, listen at gmail.com. Today is special, folks, because one of our most prized possessions and members of our family has done the ultimate and memorialized her creations in the world. We are referring to the amazing Amike S. Amike S. Madison is a podcaster and the creator and host of Journey into Passion, which has been airing for nearly four years now on our Everyday Folks Radio Network. However, tonight's show is not about her show. It's all about something that she produced. I want to read the bio that we posted online. Tonight, my dear friend, EKS, will be discussing her first book, Step-by-Step Caregiver's Guide for Medical Appointments and Hospital Visits. Tonight, folks, we want you to learn tips from an experienced caregiver via a thoughtful, uplifting dialogue. And for these past four years, I'm sure you'll learn tonight that Anike's journey has been amazing, not only from as a podcaster, but also as a creative and producing this extraordinary work. I'm so honored to have my dear friend Anike live with us tonight. Welcome, Anike. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so excited. I am very excited, and I have to share, I'm sitting here with my sweet tea. I'm sipping <laughs> now in, in winter, okay, in the winter time. But, you know, winters don't really count here in South Florida, right? And so I'm here with this, my sweet tea, and I just got the, uh, finished earlier today reading Step by Step. I read it cover Ooh. to cover, all nearly 100 pages, okay? Thank you. And I have to say, this work itself, I know that this has been a labor of love for you for many reasons. Yeah. And many folks, especially for those who are in our Everyday Folks Network, whether they're, they're loyal fans or first-timers to the show or podcast, they don't know necessarily what this work was about because you've been hinting at it over the course of a couple of years. You've been talking about it, you've brought little hints and little reminders to the audience that something was was cooking in the kitchen. Now here mm-hmm. we are today, and how do you feel? I feel great. You know, it's my first published work. It's exciting. I have been talking about publishing a book, period, for years, 
And I thought my first book was going to be a creative book, but mm-hmm. I was put in this direction, and it's, it's, just, it's been a real serious journey. It's been a great journey. It's been a rewarding journey. And I'm, I'm really excited to finally have it out there for people to, people to read. Well, congratulations to you. You know, as, as a fellow colleague and author, people don't realize how, how important and how critical the getting there to the publishing finale, how critical yeah. that is. How was that for you? Oh, <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> exhausting. And I just have to put out there my, my deepest thanks to Beverly Malazy Haig yeah. um, and, and my good friend, Dr. Cindy Milligan, because the first time I created the work, it was supposed to be a course. And I took it off because, full disclosure, I'm not a licensed medical um, uh, health provider. And mm-hmm. so I took it off. And then my good friend Cindy said, you have a book. And I thought, she's right. And so I went back at it again. And I decided to make it more general. Because this way, I'm not getting too technical. I'm not using a lot mm-hmm. of terms. I'm just talking about my journey and actually giving you all the steps that I took. Everything in the book, I experienced. There's nothing in there that I didn't experience. And so I made it more general, and, and I think that made it more relatable because you really, you really follow my journey and this whole experience. And so um, and it was interesting because I was sitting in the doctor's office with my dad, mm-hmm. who was the person I was caring for, Mm-hmm. And he, he looked at the notes, and he said, wow. He said, I wish everybody had this kind of organized information. And a light bulb went off, and I said, they can. <laughs> they absolutely can, and I'm going to write it. And so I, you know, I, I went to work. It didn't happen right away. I was still a caregiver at the time, so I had to <laughs> kind of ease into it. But, I mean, it was difficult. It was um, at times painful because, you know, reminiscing about the time that I was caring for my dad who since passed away. But um, I just put my heart and soul into it. And, I, and the whole time I had the caregiver and anybody who's going through many different appointments and, and hospital, hospital visits and labs and all that stuff that just, it just can become so much. I, I had that, those people right in the back of my mind as I did <laughs> it. And I got it done. So you started, so in the middle of the process, you started actually memorializing these, this very, this manuscript, literally, the notes. Yeah. yeah. Some of the sections yeah. of your manuscript. That, that, yeah. That's powerful because that also shares a lot about your, your, your spirit and your, your desire, your drive to really want to convey and share this with the world, especially in a time yeah. when you are most vulnerable yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah. And so, I, I, you kind of answered my question that I wanted to ask about what makes this book unique. But I, I still want to ask it because it makes you given one part of it about the fact and the fact that it's unique because of the fact that it was born out of the moment in which you were enduring the challenge and the journey. But then, mm-hmm. in your own words, however, what makes this book unique from others that are out there? There are some caregiving books, but not a whole lot. People don't know that. There are not that many out there. Right. 
And so what right. makes this one unique to you? When I looked at some of the others, you know, I, I looked at um, there were some journeys, you know, yes. and then there was some there was some there were some steps as well. But what they mm-hmm. were doing was they were kind of telling you um, they were using because a lot of them are licensed, so they were able to use some terms that I was not, and so um, they incorporated a lot of a lot of things that you need to know. You know, each each time you you go to the important, you need to have the following. You need to have this, and they they kind of personalize. Some people personalize it, but in my work, what I I did was um, I made sure that a lot of what you're reading is the benefit of hindsight. Right. And because there, I, I made a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. and I did some great and I did some great things. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn from my mistakes. You're going to learn from the things that I got right. And um, I personalized it because this was my journey. And I literally, <laughs> because I was laughing at myself when I was reading it, I literally told you the caregiver down to having thick, sco- thick socks and a blanket in the cold lab area. <laughs> I wow. literally went down to that that kind of detail well, and I, what and happens I, when you get into the hospital room. I literally right. went down to those minute details. And I have to share with folks in chapter one, she has her chapter very well defined because she breaks it down her element or a variable that's part of the process. And in chapter one, it's called the patient. This is a very practical book, folks. She says here, and I love how she played off of the word patient, by the way. Um, yeah, you know, the, like she said, please do your best to be patient <laughs> with the patient. <laughs> yes, you know, there may be times when you lose your patience. You are human, after all. Just do your best. That mm-hmm. is a powerful, powerful opening or opening chapter because you obviously focused on the person who was obviously enduring the most significant or having the most significant impact of the moment, which is the patient. Yeah. And so, and, it, and you give some really practical tips. I love the subheaders where you say, what is it first with the patient? And you give some really ideas and practical things. Thinking about thinking about this ahead of time will give you a sense of what the patient is going through. You're really giving this um, cathartic um, experience through your narrative. So I needed some yeah. help, because, and I'm sure you felt it too. Were there moments in the journey of not only writing a book, but also living the experience? Did you seek help from other works or from other forces to help you endure or, or, or continue the process? You know, it's funny. I really didn't at the time. I mm-hmm. just went on my own journey. Literally, mm-hmm. I just went from everything that I was living and I put it all out there. So, um, I really didn't, honestly. I just went from my heart. I went from what I was experiencing, and I, I went by based on what I saw my dad was going through because, and my own personal experience because I was a patient and a caregiver. Prior to being a caregiver, I was a patient. So I used my experiences as a patient and, and a caregiver because I knew what it was like to be on both sides. Wow, wow. You stay in chapter two, Anike. I wanted to know my caregiver. 
I don't I wanted to know my caregivers would be there no matter what. I was grateful my mm-hmm. caregivers were my parents. And you say here, this yeah. is the opening, by the way, of chapter two, where it says, now that you ha- have your answers. I love how you walk that through because this is a lot of self-talk and a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of talent to convey that. And so oh, I, there, there's a question coming in, actually, from Layla from New York City. Layla, thank you for listening, by the way. And, and she asked, Anike, who or what inspired you to write this book? She probably perhaps missed the first part. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you tuning in. And it was the, my dad's primary care physician. And I was literally, because I, I decided that the main thing that I needed to do on this journey was to get organized and to have everything written down. I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do not try to memorize. It's too much. I wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I need to be organized because I need to get to the information right away. Because mm-hmm. we all know how hot, when you sit in the doctor's office, he has five minutes and he has 25 questions. Right. <laughs> and you have to be able to, you know, and you're finding yourself. So I knew I had to get right to it. And so when he told me, he was like, wow, I wish everybody had this. He looked at the notes. He looked at the details. He looked at everything. I had the medications. I had it all spelled out. And he was like, okay, let's, let's get started. <laughs> right. Know? He was like, wow. I, I don't even need to ask questions. He just asked the questions that he needed to ask of my dad, and we, we kept it moving. And when he said that, I said, you're right. Everybody does need this information, and I'm going to write it. And I did. As you're, as you're promoting this work, I'm certain it's going to garner lots of attention. Have any um, medical practitioners reached out to you or psychological? When I say medical, including psychological, um, have any of those reached out to you quite yet to get some to, to, to provide some support or a push in your behalf? Not yet, but I do intend because I'm working on getting some printed copies. And mm-hmm. um, one of the first copies is going to that primary care doctor because I want to say thank you so much. And some of my other, um, some of the other physicians that I know of and the, the, the cancer center, I want to be able to get into those places because I know that there's a lot of caregivers just like myself. I remember walking through the cancer center. I remember seeing the other people and, you know, some knew exactly they were on it and some were just lost. And right. I want to get to those people that are just plain lost. Mm. And I want to say, I got a resource for you. You're going to be okay. It's, what you've done is very brave because you've written about a topic that is, anytime we talk about, your topic is interesting because it's, it, it sits in this netherworld. You know, it's, it's in that place where one always has hope that because of the caregiving and the love, that that would heal the spirituality, the religiosity, whatever the faith systems that whatever out in the universe that help people heal and grow. And of course, the love mm-hmm. of being surrounded by loved ones. The hope is that this caregiver will bring them back to health and, and, pro- and prolong mm-hmm. their lives. But mm-hmm. when you, I read a lot of books and I've seen a lot of self-help books on the conversation, conversations about bereavement and providing mm-hmm. solace. This book, folks, if you're listening, is a step well before that. Before you can even yeah. get to that stage, this is a work of hope. It's not only a book that helps the patient, it also helps the caregiver. It's a caregiver's guide, a focus and point of view is on the caregiver. And Anike, as you were writing this work, 
you know, there are so many platforms that you could use to help promote it. The one that you have most assuredly is right here in our family for Everyday Folks Radio. So in what way, moving forward, what way would you hope to use your platform for whether it be Journey into Passion, especially for Journey into Passion, how will you use that platform or your blog and these other things? And what ways are you going to be using those platforms in order to promote this work? I want to have caregivers come on my show. I want to have roundtable uh, discussions. I'm going to have some live shows uh, starting next year. And I want to get to the heart of it because all of us have, we have our different experiences. We have different needs. And this is just uh, a, this is just a beginning. I actually have a global initiative in mind for this, for this work. Mm. And so um, this is a really great platform and I'm, I'm so blessed that I have it because of you um, because this is allowing me to get this out there and to get people thinking about, you know, how can this help me? How can, how, how can these steps really help me? And, and the little details that I, I, I tend to forget because I'm telling when you get into the world of, of um, the, the, the medical appointments and the emergency room visits and, and hospitalization, it is so easy to forget your phone charger in your wall. I've done right. that. It's so right. easy to forget, oh, God, what were the medications? I don't know the medications. And there are some top questions that I put in the book that you are always going to be asked. Mm-hmm. You are always going to be asked, and you've got to be able. And I got to, I got to the point where I was just able to rattle it off, rattle it off. And you will wow. too. After, after a while, I'm saying it over and over and over again. But in that emergency situation, you have no time to be fumbling. That's why I say organize, get to it, have it in front of you. I think what you said is very important, Nikkei. And listeners, for who, if you're listening right now. You're listening live here on Everyday Folks Radio. BJ Speaks with the lovely Anike S., the host and creator of, of Journey into Passion. But tonight we're discussing step-by-step guide to caregiving for medical appointments and hospital visits, her very first work. Anike, you just mentioned an idea, too, that something just popped in my mind. And that is this work itself is, is, is essential to folks who don't have the gift for language and the power of language, like at the levels that we do. You and I work and we love language. We love words. We love meaning. We play on mm-hmm. them all the time. But, and mm-hmm. therefore, that also lends itself. And of course, we, we all, when I'm not only talking literal, I'm also talking oral communication too. And so mm-hmm. we play in that world so much that it's autopilot for us. It's natural for us mm-hmm. to just rattle off like you were saying earlier. And so I appreciate what you just said, because for someone who doesn't, who may not have that or have belief in that skill set of their own, they will find that this work will help guide them to get to that. Very, Mm -hmm. very critical. They'll be able to get to that level of comfort so that they, too, can be able to communicate effectively on behalf of their loved ones. Here's a question for you from Tanya from Freeport. Thank you for listening, Tanya. Here it goes, Anike. Caregiving is tough. I took care of my mother before she passed away from cancer. I'm having a hard time moving on, and it's been two years. What do you recommend? Wow. Let me tell you, uh, thank you for tuning in. And it's funny because you and I are in the same boat. 
Um, my dad passed almost two years ago, and so we're actually literally in the same boat. It is not easy. Um, for me, the first thing I had to do was because when you're caring for somebody, that is the first thing. It's a transition that you have to make. And so even after you pass, I'm looking, I'm like, I have to schedule appointments. So I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. no, I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And right. so you go through that transition and you start thinking, okay, I, now I've got to flip the switch because I'm not a caregiver anymore. Now I've got to go back to or move forward, which is why it, it may seem odd, but when I wrote the book, the first thing I said was, think about you. And that may seem odd. Why? Because there may be a point where you transition and that person doesn't need you anymore. Right. And now you've got to realize, okay, now who am I? What am I going to do now? And if there's time that went, that, that went by, then you have, to, you have to start rethinking about your plans for getting back into the workplace because you may be out of the workplace. So so many things that have happened during that transition. So you're going through the emotional. You're going through what's my next step? How do I get a job? How do I do? And it's so much. So the first thing I did was I said, okay, he's healed. A lot of people will say that's crazy. But my pastor helped me so much. He said he mm-hmm. is healed. Mm-hmm. He, you know, and your job is done, <laughs> you know. You have done it well. Now you can move on with your life. How mm. am I supposed to do that? Well, you have to think about the person too. And it may, it may be helpful to think about the person because this is what they would want for you. Right. They would want you to now go out, enjoy your life, get back into life. And it's going to be a slow process. It's not going to be easy. And nobody can tell you how long that process is for you. Right, right. It's different for everybody. It's different for everybody. I still have days where I'm breaking down crying. And you know what? That's okay. (laughs) That really is okay because this is my process. This is my walk. And But just knowing that he's at rest. The second thing for me, I tell you, thank God for my brothers and my sisters in my circle. I had some of the greatest non-judgmental open conversations with these wonderful people, including the one I'm talking to right now. It helped me so much. Some of my friends, they just let me go. I started rattling, rattling. I couldn't stop talking about it. Every conversation, I couldn't stop talking about them. So if you can find some friends that can hold you down like that, oof. That's critical. It is the, you know, the best thing you can do. It, that it, that was wonderful advice for Tanya Nike, and thank you for sharing that. And Tanya, I I I, I observed and watched. I, I got to sit on the sideline in this very experience with Nike, and it's interesting because the three of us, you, Nike, I, and Tanya, share the fact that we've all lost fathers in the past two years. Because you mm-hmm. and I lost a parent. About your father was in 2018, mine was in 2017. Yeah. And Tanya's, I would assume yours is about 2017 as well. And so here we are, you know, embarking on a new year. It's a great opportunity Mm -hmm. for us to really use the next 
decade as an opportunity mm-hmm. to celebrate life and live the mm-hmm. lives that these incredible men have all lived and, of course, fought for. Mm-hmm. We have to vicariously mm-hmm. move forward. And I think all the advice yeah. that Anika just offered is spot on in, in keeping to that truth. Thank you for listening, Tanya. That was awesome. Yes, thank you, Tanya. And, and I really wish you peace on your journey, and I, I hope we helped you. And Anika, you have another question coming from Natasha from Austin, Texas. And Natasha asked the following. How are you doing since the publishing of the book? In terms Ooh. of, I'm assuming, Natasha, that question is in terms of, like, I guess where we're at right now, Anika, in terms of now that the book is out, it kind of it, it kind of digs up some prior emotions, mm-hmm, or does mm-hmm. or does it actually? Oh, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Natasha. Thank you for listening. And it does, it does. Um, I had difficulty wrapping it up because I kept getting emotional. Um, and then when I went, I you know I published it and I went back and read some things and it kind of brought back some some times that I had, and especially the opening when I kind of shared right. that particular one <laughs> really difficult night that I had. Um, it, it was difficult. It was really difficult. And what I had to do was I had to put the book down <laughs> and say, it's out there. Breathe. It's done. No more edits. Nothing. Just it's out there. Don't even look at it anymore. Start promoting it. Start getting out there and, and, um, and seeing who, who would benefit from the work. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's an up and down. You know, there's it some is. good days and there's some really bad days. <laughs> but I just feel, I feel hopeful because of what I believe it will do for others. And that is my primary focus is just thinking about the caregivers and, and people that actually have a lot of appointments themselves you know, going through a lot of different appointments and, and all these different things. I'm just thinking, I'm so focused on what it can do to help them. Right. That, that drives me. That drives me. And and that's it's just what you're doing, Anika, is it's in line with, you know, fitness buffs. Like I use Richard Simmons as an example. Richard Simmons, he mm-hmm. was, uh, he was uh, overweight. He got very healthy and then he went on an incredible crusade to help transform the lives of other people, which he does to this day. And right. when you're in that moment, there is a moment when you start recognizing, you know, that life that I supported, that life obviously was not in vain. And even more mm-hmm. so, that person's journey and story can now have such beautiful impact and transformation on the lives of other people. And mm-hmm. that has to be very fulfilling for you. And I hope that oh, as the yeah. year goes on, it'll, it'll, it'll bring that sense of completion. Because the more you talk about mm-hmm. it, the more you almost become immune to the reality that it occurred. It'll never go yeah. away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's and my dad was such a beautiful, beautiful soul. Yes. Yeah. He was such a beautiful soul. He was such a caring person. And, um, you know, we, when we had the reflections of a blessed life, the, the, Sir, the, well, it was before the, the actual. Um, right, I remember service. that. Right, yeah. And, yeah, and people were just saying such wonderful things about him, and I learned some things I didn't know. And, <laughs> you know, the, the legacy that he left behind is so beautiful 
I want to continue that. And I want to continue that for my own, my own life. So it's, it's great. That's awesome. Folks, you're listening live here with Anike S. Madison, author of Step-by-Step Guide to Caregiving for Medical Appointments and Hospital Visits, available now on Amazon through Kindle. Please go and download this book, folks. It is the best 100 pages of a good read that you can use. And you can also oh. gift it. It is the season to be gifted. So you can also mm-hmm. gift it to a loved one or better yet, save it in your, your electronic, ar- electronic archive. You never know when you'll need it or be able to help someone else who may need it. And so this is yeah. a great, definitely a book to pick up. And I have to say, Nikkei, your cover. I was looking at the cover of this book. I remember over the past few months, people don't realize behind the scenes, giving, you know, I, I, I'll never know what it's like <laughs> to birth a baby. But I feel like I birthed the baby with all yes. the books I put out. And I'm sure you feel the yeah. same. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, oh, the yeah. editor is like visiting the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. dealing and, oh, the paperwork, the, insur- right? the insurance policies is your contract yes. getting the book published. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, it's so it, right. And when you, and w- let me tell you, when you are blessed to know people that know how to do stuff, let them do stuff. Yes. Crystal Shepherd did the cover. She's an amazing designer. She's an interior designer. And she did the cover for me. Yeah. She did it in 45 minutes. I'm like, you know what? That's gifted. That's gifted. I would have been still sitting here trying to figure out what, <laughs> what to do with that cover. And then when you've got, and then Beverly helping me with the editing, which for me makes me want to cry every time I think about it <laughs> because I hate that process. So oh, if yeah. you can find somebody, oh my, if you can find somebody to help you with these things, I recommend it. <laughs> and Beverly, folks, for those of you who don't know, Beverly Malassi Hag is the president of the South Florida Writers Association on her second term. Uh, we That is our homegirl, right, Anike? Shout out oh, to Beverly. Yes. Shout out yes. to her. She's a beautiful yes. spirit. She is a, she is a fox. She's a foxy lady. And she herself yeah. is a published author as well. And at some she point, is. we'll have her slide into one of our shows, right, Anike? To have a conversation of sorts about her work. Yes. You can, you can t- go back in, in my archives from my shows. And she, we t- she came on, Kids Mysteries. She's awesome. She did. That's right. She did do so. But, uh, yeah, she did. I could, listen, mm-hmm. you've done so many shows, madame. I don't even know how many to keep up with, you know. I mean, this is, this is what happens when you're so excellent. And let me say this, folks. Anika is so humble. But I love teasing her like this all the time. And, folks, if you're listening live, you can call us if you wish. But I see that you're not shy in my inbox. But if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-539-5372. Again, that call in is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy you prefer to slide into our inbox with your questions, which you've already done, Anika, I have about six more. Um, please okay. do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That's everydayfolks with an S, listen at gmail.com. Anike, this one comes from Jeremy from Atlanta, Georgia. He asked the following What does your family think of your book? Okay. Hey, Jeremy. I used to live in Georgia myself. Um, what my, you know what? They are proud of me. And they're supporting me. And I'm so grateful. Shout out to my family. Love y'all. Um, I know some of y'all listening. And, you know, when you've got family that, 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 that will support you and love you and say you can do this and they're the cheerleaders, 
it, it, it means the world. And I know that um, my, my, his sister, uh, my Aunt Carol, hi, Aunt Carol, um, she, she's been one of my biggest cheerleaders. And my mom, oh, Sylvia Madison, I can't say enough, big, 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 big cheerleader of mine. And just and so proud of the work that I've done, so proud of me sticking it out because one of the things that my mom always knows about me is that I'm not, in the past, I'm just not one to put myself out there. Right, And right. so I think she's really proud of me actually doing this and actually because she's been hearing about me, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book. And just the fact that I actually did it and finished it, she's very proud of me on that. And she was, she was surprised, too, that it was not a creative work. And so she's they're just proud of me, and I'm, I'm excited. Well, you know, that, that brings me to the question from Dexter from Miami, Florida. Dexter asked the following question, Nikki, and this is a really good one. Is this the type of book, the book you release now, is this, the, is this book the types of books you plan to write in the future? Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. And you know what? It's funny. I never thought I would say this, but actually, yes. Um, I, I love to be, I love to inspire. I love to encourage. I think I've done that ever since I could yes, you have. think and think and talk because yes. I was doing it as a child. It was really mm-hmm. strange. For adults, they were like, who is this little girl? Um, but yeah, I love to inspire and this the caregivers out there are so much in my heart right now. So not not right now, period. They're in my heart so much. I just I know I'm going to be uh, creating some courses. I'm going to have another book because of course you can't put everything Lost. you know, oh. I that's you know, I had to stop at one point. So I'm definitely going to continue this and other um, inspirational and encouraging work, definitely. Just a few seconds ago, Anike, we lost you a little bit there for some reason. Oh, you blanked out for okay. just a second. So if you could repeat okay. what you just said, the last part of that, that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so I definitely intend to write more works like this. Um, my caregivers are in my heart. I definitely tend to have courses. I tend to have, because I couldn't put everything I wanted in this book, so I definitely right. want to continue to, to put out more information and um, inspirational and encouraging work. Um, that's my passion. That's what I do on my show, and I definitely will be writing more on those topics. Thank you, Anike. Nika, I have a question for you, and this is regarding the successes and pitfalls of the production of your book. And so, mm-hmm. as I am aware, if people don't realize, a lot, of, a lot of authors go more independent and self-published than they do traditional. There are over 20,000 mm-hmm. books being released per month in America alone. And that number is so large, and it's, that, that means that the human mind can always generate ideas. So the yeah. getting there and writing the book is one process. But the creating, the marketing, and the brand of the book is another. Mm. What were some of your successes and a few of your pitfalls that you experienced in the process that you would recommend to folks who want to also walk the walk and write their own works? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the pitfalls. You know, when you write the book, there is no guarantee that somebody's going to buy the book. <laughs> Correct. So you have to, so when you are the independent, self-publisher, you got to market, 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 market. And some, and I've been spending some sleepless nights. I've been looking at the screen through glassy eyes, <laughs> tired eyes, 
trying to figure out, okay, now what's this idea? How am I going to, and I've been using Ripple and Canva and all the different applications that you can use because, you know, people like video, people like this. You you have to know what people like to look at. You have to know, uh, okay, people are not going to read 25 paragraphs of information. (laughs) You know, you have to, you have to right. know chop all it the down. ins and outs. Yeah, chop it down and 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 make something stand out. Right. And, but still get your point across. And so the pitfalls are just sometimes you miss the mark, <laughs> and sometimes you put something out there and it just it it falls flat and nobody clicks on it, nobody looks at it. And uh, then some of the successes are when people do, and they start looking at it, you, start realizing, okay. If I do this, if I put out the videos, if I market it this way, if I say it this way, because you have to kind of look at the way people are reacting to the work. And then for this particular work, because it's such a niche um, subject, mm-hmm. it's a little more difficult to, for people to market it. And, you know, it's Kindle, so I'm getting printed copies. So um, it's, it's kind of difficult to kind of navigate and find your audience. I think that's one of the the that's Pit, one of the pitfalls for me right yeah. now. It's just kind of really making sure I get that that right audience that's going to really start getting the work. But the successes are really just people the responses of people. When I when I told them what I was writing, they were like, "Oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. That's great. That's great. That's great. I can't wait until it comes out." And so just the responses, and I know. Based on that, it's going to help because that's what this is about. I want to help you. I want to really guide you through this. And there are a lot of people that say, oh, thank God. I'm glad you're writing that. I can't wait to get it. You know? and so, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. The journey is tough. There's ups and downs, and you, got to, you just kind of got to figure it out. But um, as I said during uh, my, my social media, my why drives me. And my mm, why I is I want people to be benefit from this. If you mm-hmm. can benefit from this, I, I made a touchdown. Wow. Dante from Miramar, Florida, Anike has the following question for you. Um, and it's a little long, so I'll read it slowly. Okay. I, took care, I took care of my wife before she passed away from cancer. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I've learned that the real recovery is moving on and finding a new purpose in life. What do you think? Oh, it's so interesting how all of us have been down the same journey. You know, it's cancer. It's tough. It's tough. And, you know, that whole process, because I was there all the way up until uh, the last breath. And so I know, I understand that experience personally. And, you know, the the next step for me was just realizing all the things that my dad wanted for me. He, you know, when he when he was going through it and he was talking about the things that he wished I was able to do, but because of this situation, I can't. Right. Now I can. And I'm doing it in honor of him because this is what he wanted for me. And that the bond will always be there. It'll never be broken. But I'm, this work that I'm doing with this book 
and the work that I'm going to be doing from here on out, and the fact that he was a writer too, this is yes, all honoring his legacy, all honoring him as a person, as a dad, as, and his legacy. And so it, that's, that inspires me every day, just knowing that I'm honoring his legacy, I'm honoring what he would want from me, and I'm honoring what I want from myself because, of, right. you know, we can't – caregivers, we get into that, that mind frame of give, 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 give. And that's right. why I said it from the very beginning, think of self first, because you're going to, if you really delve into self-care, you're going to be a better caregiver. It's not a selfish thing. It's actually beneficial for the person you're taking care of. And it's beneficial when you transition, because now, because you have been taking care of yourself all the way through, when you transition, now it's going to be easier. For right. those who haven't done that and have already transitioned, now you've got to start thinking about, my wife wants me to have a great life. Right. I want me to have a great life. So, therefore, I'm going to do what's necessary. I'm going to go through my process. I'm not going to let anybody tell me what my process is like because that's my process. I'm going to go through it. But at the same time, I'm going to always, always think about self-care. What can I do to care for myself? What can I do to go towards my dream? You know, you've got to, you've got to, there's some dream in the back of your head. Now you got to go for it. And you got to, mm. and you got to continue on that journey every step of the way. You got to continue it because you, we have learned <laughs> life is short. Right. We don't have time to say, eh, uh, maybe so. We don't have time for that. And our loved ones would want us to make sure that we get out there and we start living our dreams and, 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 and helping others, you know, because this is actually good for me because now yes, it I, is. the helping others who've been where I've been. So you may want to think about that. Think about a ways using what you what you learned to help others. And again, it also builds it like like we were saying earlier. It builds that character. It it builds and develops you in your own strength yeah. in a beautiful way. It really does. Absolutely. And you know it, Absolutely. it's a beautiful. You know that it, it's a great way to uh, segue for the next question from Crystal from New Jersey. Crystal would like to know, Anike, did you have a prior experience with caregiving before your father? Hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for tuning in. I did not. This was my first experience, and it was, I was nervous because all kinds of things go through your mind. Oh, my God, I'm going to give my education. Oh, my God, I'm going to forget to do this. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And the thing is, what I've learned, because I was nervous, I was, mess, I was making mistakes, and what I learned is there's, and I'm, and I'm glad that you asked that question because there's three things that I want to make sure that you know, I talked about taking care of yourself first, arming yourself with information. That's the reason why I wrote this book. Arm yourself with information and keep it organized and use your help. Don't go into this. And that's why I made sure that I said they are the patient, the patient. They are somebody else's patient. They are not yours. Right. You don't go into it thinking that, I have to know what all this stuff means. No, you don't. 
That is a good point. You learn. That's a very good point. You learn. Learn, learn, learn as from you the medical providers. Yeah. Right. Sit down with the medical providers and, and ask if you can have consultations. Learn. Learn from other caregivers. Learn from other people. I did not do a lot of that myself. I kind of learned along, my way, along the way, but I right. did have the benefit of health benefits. I did know a lot of health benefits, so that helped me. But, no, this was my first experience, and um, it was a powerful one. You know, I, a lot of folks like, at some point, Anike, a lot of folks want to meet Anike face-to-face, and Nestor here in Miami has a question for you. He wants to know, okay. when can we hear you speak about the book in the physical release dates yet? Wow. That is how I would definitely, you know what? Stick with my social media um, because I'm definitely going to do that. I think that's a very important thing because um, I'm coming from a different I'm coming from a different place with with what I'm saying. So, yeah, look for that. Um, I know Billy's going to have my social media information, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Thank, thank you, thank you. You know, actually, thank you for that confirmation. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be doing that in 2020. Yeah, look for that. Listen, a lot of folks don't realize that Nikki and Esther, thank you for that. These little nudges matter for us, Nestor. You know, because mm-hmm. there's so much. There, there are different phases of a book. And in Nikkei's case, she actually had four phases. Phase one was living the journey. Phase two, mm-hmm. memorializing the journey, right? And that means writing. Mm-hmm. Phase three, producing the journey. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. phase four, sharing and, and distributing the journey. That's where she's at now. Yeah. And yeah. that process is so important. Um, to do, we, and, I, and we appreciate your love and, and supporting Anike, Nestor, and everyone else who's out there, by the way. We do appreciate your listening. We're on our last 15 Absolutely. minutes of the show. And can you believe it's already been 45 minutes, Anike? I know. And it goes by so fast. <laughs> it goes fast, but this is a beautiful conversation about having a first book is very important. I, I've mm-hmm. done this. Is, I just released my fourth recently, and there is something about the first. It's very eye-opening, mm-hmm. and it's very yeah. you're you're more you're self-aware of things, but you're more self-aware of things than you were before, and it mm-hmm. and it, it all matters with the topic of your book. You now realize there's a wider audience who's now watching, and so there's you know the pressure's mm-hmm. on for all of us. But mm-hmm. it's also very encouraging because it it pushes you or and motivates you to do more and want to see mm-hmm. what else can happen. And what a great time yeah. to release a book because 2020 is, a, is right around the corner. We're in the last days oh, yeah. of 2019. And I say mm-hmm. I'm done with this year's sickle four kidney, okay? This has been some oh, year yeah. for, for you and you combined. <laughs> and so, you know, but, but here's a question from Nancy from Atlanta, Georgia. She wants to know the following, Nikki. Of all the tips you offer in the book, which one do you treasure or appreciate the most? Oh, hey, Nancy, thank you so much. You know, I think really arming yourself with information that and organizing it, because I tell you, when I tell you how important that is, because we've all been in that doctor's office, and he comes in with his little clipboard and the nurse coming behind him, and he's like, okay, so how are you feeling? What are your medications? What are the, 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 and it just, it's like a blur. And then you, you read it, and you're like, well, what did he say? <laughs> you know? Did I right. Ask question? right. <laughs> and I've done that more. I've done that so many times. So when you have it, and, and and I tell you, do yourself a favor 
and just have it all typed out. You know, I, I in, in the book, I actually help you with what needs to come first, second, third, fourth, and have the date of birth at the top of each page. That way, if any page gets, lit, gets missing, they can, they can put it with that patient. And then have copies to give them. Don't sit there and try because ink is expensive. Don't sit there and try to print that out every time. You give it to them, they put it in the copier, you get it back. And then you do your updates, and then you give it to them, and you get it back every single time. But, um, yeah, that arming yourself with information and organization, I think that's my number one. And DK, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at your cover. And, folks, if, you get, if you're listening right now and you're on a mobile device somewhere, I know that you can also multitask and take a look. Google, go to Amazon.com right now and Google Nike Madison, that is A-N-I-K-A Madison, and you'll see the first thing that pops up in the search is actually your book. And I'm looking yeah. at this beautiful cover. This is so awesome, Nike. Like, I see this, this, this little caricature. There's a hand and mm-hmm. there's steps handing on. This is so genius. This is really, really yes. well done. Well done yes, to your Crystal Shepherd. Yes, is, Crystal Shepherd. I mean, wow. I'm I'm blown mm-hmm. away. It, seeing this on a shelf, I would pick this up. I would stop by and look because it speaks to me. It'll make me want yeah. to at least pick up the book off the shelf. And I salute yeah. you for and your artist. Kudos to her. Because and a female yeah. artist too, folks. Let me also throw that out there. Mm-hmm. It's nice that we we just had Art Basel here in Miami. A, a week ago, a weekend ago, yeah, we were celebrating art. People were eating the banana for one hundred twenty thousand dollars off the wall, right, Enrique? And <laughs> we, we, and, and, but we recognize we're not throwing and casting stones at that reality, but we recognize that people don't realize the power of art. And this cover yeah. is a, is a, it's an attract a magnet. It attracts readers to pick up this yeah. book and at least give it some consideration. Read the back cover yeah. and see what it has to say. Folks, this is the work that you, you should take a look at. You can even see a free sample of it online, in fact, on Amazon. If you go to Amazon.com, mm-hmm. it'll allow you to peek at, like, the first chapter and her beautiful yeah. dedication. You know, don't, go and look. I think this is a great opportunity. And, Anike, there's a question coming in from Howard from Palm Beach. Howard, oh. Howard. He wants Oh, he's clo- closer to you, Anike. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> hey, Howard. He wants to know what's in store for you and the book in 2020. Oh, goodness, so much. As a matter of fact, I had to kind of slow myself down because I had so much. But the next thing is going to be these courses because I think it's important. I think that people uh, could use some courses. And, of course, like I said, I'm not going to get too technical, but I think I can do it in a general way so that you can really see the process and then kind of test yourself and in different situations, I think it's going to be really important. So the courses are next, and um, lecture, and definitely uh, speeches are next. Thank you, Nessa. And and uh, more platforms on the show, um, care, te- speaking to caregivers, roundtables, and um, talking about the book. I, I would like to have uh, my own Oprah book uh, discussion <laughs> on the work. Oh, that's a really good and idea. And just getting... Yeah, because I, I want to get the feedback from other people, caregivers and, and patients that got something from it. I would like to figure out what they got from it, 
what they would like to see. So, yeah, um, th- those are the next things. That's awesome. And you know something else, folks? You know, on January 18th is a, it's an important day for me. I'm going to be releasing my own book. And next week, Nanike and I will be having a conversation. Looking forward, I'm going to be on her show, actually, to talk about that. But that's not the reason why I'm plugging that now. I'm plugging that because I want people to know my dear friend Anike will be at the event. And so yeah. if any of you are interested in, in at least making a connection, you can meet her and me and a host of other authors. Beverly will be there and other mm-hmm. uh, prominent authors of the South Florida Writers Association, board members as well, and members. It's going to be a great evening on January 18th from 6 to 8 p.m. I am going to be presenting my work, but also Joel. Um, who is an author as well. He's going to be presenting his work as well, too, at, at 7 p.m. So we definitely want to come out and show our love and support. I, I was just today, I have to tell you this, Anike, I was just at Books and Books in Pine at Sunnyland. I, I, it was mm-hmm. my first time at that location. It is outstanding. Outstanding, it's outstanding. It's, it's great. And the people huge. are wonderful. It, it, it's yeah. it's the people. I mean, it, I met Elizabeth today because you know we were email buddies for all these you know past few weeks, and I know Christina there, who I've known for the past couple years, and so they both do the bookings of all the events at the main location and and, and of course at at the Sunnyland, and it was mm-hmm. just a I, I was just blown away. I walked in there and I said, this is yeah. this is like a library, but not a library. It's like a cafe <laughs> right. shop, but not a cafe shop. Like, this is right. a, a beautiful, intimate space. So, folks, come out. And, you can come out and meet Anika at that particular day. Now, she she may be engaged, of course, with the activity, but after the activity is done and the book signing part starts, there's always a sideline conversation. Don't be afraid to come up Absolutely. and speak to us. Yes. Let us know your love. Yes. Because one day she's going to be at that microphone in that very same venue, supporting and oh, promoting yes. this fabulous work. Absolutely, Anika. Yes. Yes. No, case. I'm looking forward to our conversation, too. <laughs> yes. Well, that is where I wanted to drop today. So 2020 is an important year for us. And Anike and I have been at this, you know, Anike, it's been four years. Oh, my four gosh. Four years. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. Like, I feel like we just started yes. this. I remember when you and I sat together at a dinny. Oh, that. That was four, almost five years ago. Okay. I can't believe that. I can't believe yes. that. And I remember you were speaking to me, and the first thing you said, the purpose of meeting, we met through a mutual friend, Leslie. So, Leslie, shout out to you. Yes. Hey, Leslie. You you mentioned, you said, I want to write a book. And here we are. By golly, the girl has done it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, I thought it was going to be creative. That's funny. Yeah. Isn't it funny, that process? See, just when you know you're going in one direction, that's that's why being creative, when you're in a creative process, is important to be flexible. It's very important to be flexible so that way when you do decide to go in these other directions, you're okay with it because you know what's best for the journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't be afraid because you're, you're thinking, oh, okay, well, if I do this, I can't do other things. I, right. I, I don't like the box. I don't like the box. Get out, think outside the box. So what? You wrote this. But you can go in a different direction another time. You don't have to just write one thing. Get that out of your head. Well, Nika, you know, our, in 2020, folks, there are a few things that we're working on. We can't leak all of it quite yet because we have to give you some more reasons to listen to us. But mm-hmm. in the next few weeks, you'll be hearing more of me and Nika, especially for our, our New Year's reviews. We have a ton of things that are coming up. Nika, even a new, potentially a new show to add to our everyday folks' mm-hmm. lineup. 
that's coming as well as a potential. Uh, we'll, we won't leak it all quite yet because we're still in conversations. Uh, Nikkei also mm-hmm. has some little surprises. We can't leak out anymore in terms of things. Yeah. She's I mean, she's, we give it enough today, but folks, what we, yeah. I share all that <laughs> right. in all seriousness, you know, I think this is a, this is beautiful. We're very proud of what you've accomplished, Nikkei. You have done Thank what you. many have dreamed of doing. Everybody wants to write a book until it's time to write a book. Okay, yes. And you said, yes. and I wrote something here, my why drives me. That needs to mm-hmm. be on a T-shirt. Tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, listen, as we start looking at these things, you know, there are things that Nikki and I can't speak of right now, but what she's doing, folks, with this work, step-by-step guide to caregiving for medical appointments and hospital visits, what she's doing is helping transform and heal the lives, not only of those who are aiding care in the caregiving, the wolves receiving the caregiving, but more specifically, the protagonist of this story is the caregiver. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you for all that you're doing. And Anike, if someone were to listen right now to our final show, and right now this is the last thing they hear, what would you like to say to those folks? Oh, I would like to say to caregivers, if you're doing your best, you are doing great. Breathe through the process. Don't take on more than you can handle. Let people help you. Arm yourself with information. Make sure you stay organized and give yourself a break. This is a journey. To patience, this is a journey. Realize that the people that are caring for you are there because they really want to make sure that you're okay and allow that to happen. Communicate with each other. Caregivers, don't do the takeover. Communicate with them. Let them speak on their own behalf if they're able to. And those who are going through transition out of the caregiving, just breathe. Let your process be your process. This is, on, this is your process. Don't worry about it. Breathe through it. You're going to be okay. Get this book. I really hope that it helps you. I had people in mind. I had the caregivers, the patients, and anybody who's going through this experience in mind I wanted to help you literally step by step. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I hope this is a great resource for you. Thank you, Billy, for this, allowing me to have this platform to have having this time. Thank you. You're so very much. welcome. And folks, folks, if you haven't done it already, please go on to Amazon. Download the Kindle app on your mobile device in your Android or iTunes store, and please pick up your copy of Anike S. Madison's Step-by-Step Guide to Caregiving for Medical Appointments and Hospital Visits, available on Amazon. The book is a great work and a great resource, and it's one of the many, and it's from one of the many prominent authors who I know and love dearly who are sharing their incredible work with the world. Now, don't forget that next week we have a few things that are coming up. Tune in for more additional shows that are coming up. In fact, you and I, Nikkei, have a show coming up on Tuesday, yes. prime time, 8 yes, p.m., yes, yes. where we'll be continuing a conversation. Following that, we're going to be posting our lineup because we have a few holiday things that are coming up uh, at, during prime time, our usual weekend slots as well. So, folks, check out Anike from, at AnikeMadison.com. You can visit BillyPaulJones.com for more information, and that way you can stay in touch with the Everyday Folks radio family. This is Billy Jones with BKS signing out. Thank you for listening and supporting Everyday Folks Radio. Good night.
Good night.